Welcome to Soundings Podcast. I'm Dudley Evanson, and for more than four decades, my husband Dean Evanson and I have created music and media that supports people and the planet. In our Soundings Podcast, we'll be sharing interviews with wisdom keepers we have met in the course of our life journey. To learn more about our activities and releases, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. In this series, you will hear interviews with the sound healing pioneers who are featured on our Sonic Healing Meet the Masters video course. This podcast is from Session 2, Song of the Soul, Message of Spirit, with Reverend Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith and Ricky Byers Beckwith. We had a wonderful conversation with the Beckwiths, husband and wife leaders of Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles. In a relaxed setting, Michael and Ricky speak candidly about their vision of the power of music, especially music that is of a spiritual nature. Their understanding of music, meditation, and consciousness inspires their collaborative, creative expressions. They both share real-life experiences of healing involving music and meaningful words of wisdom. Enjoy. Introduce yourselves. Yes, I'd like to introduce you to Ricky Byers Beckwith. She's the Director of Music and Arts at the Agape International Spiritual Center, prolific composer, writer, singer, and uh, has the ability to really release a tremendous amount of what individuals call healing energy through her song, through her voice, through her message. <laughs> and I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Michael Beckwith. This is my beloved, in whom I'm well pleased. <laughs> <laughs> he really does light up my life. And um, he is the spiritual director of the Agape International Spiritual Center. But even more than that, he's a teacher and um, someone that really walks the talk. And he's my songwriting partner. And he's my husband. And he's my best friend. And I'm honored and pleased to be all of that. And this is my wife. Yeah. <laughs> We were talking earlier about um, some experiences you've had with uh, your music and your words uh, carrying some healing energy. So perhaps you could describe that some of those situations to us. We have a, a number of cases where that was uh, true. There was a, a woman in Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, a spiritual practitioner, um, who was working with an individual with brain cancer. And the family had come earlier that day to say goodbye to her. She, she was a mother. And when she left, the practitioner placed on repeat one of Ricky's CDs. The, the CD was entitled, I Found a Deeper Love, and just put it on repeat. And the lady listened to it just over and over again, you know, for, for a long period of time. And she'd been in, co- in a coma. She'd been in a coma. Mm-hmm. And she spontaneously woke up and went home. And she's still alive today, and that was years ago. That was a, a few years ago. She, yeah, the the cancer disappeared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it, the, the primary modality was prayer through the practitioner and listening to uh, Ricky's music over and over and over again while she was in a coma. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, sp- she had a spontaneous remission and has not gone back to the hospital since. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that's just one case. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, matter of fact, as recently as this past Sunday, a woman flew in from out of state to tell us about um, what she considered a miracle in her life. Her husband was in the hospital 
he had been diagnosed with prostate cancer that had begun to spread, and um, he had diabetes, and he had another malady, but I don't remember what it was, but suffice it to say he was on tubes and um, laboring, and the doctor indicated that he was going to have some kind of surgery the next day, and the mother, his wife asked him, the doctor, for 24 hours, mm-hmm. just to be alone for 24 hours, and they could Twenty-four hours. They took a stack of Ricky CDs and a stack of my sermon tapes, and they alternated a music, sermon, music, sermon, music, sermon for twenty-four hours. That's all they listened to. Mm-hmm. The next day, his PSA had dropped from seventeen to point oh two. His body normalized, and he left the hospital in one day. Mm-hmm. And so she was. She just was so excited. She flew in to tell us this, <laughs> and those were the only thing that shifted was the music. And, and the message. And the intention of the family for the healing to take place. I think that's a very necessary component. Talk some more about intention of both the healer and the listener and the participant, and all, how it all fits together. You know, I don't know how it fits. I just know that it does, that when the heart is ready and, and, and the faith is there and you have so much good that music can do, Healing music can do what it can. What can happen when a person gets to listen to the truth of who they are, and they are reminded who they are. And it's kind of hard in the hospital sometimes because everything around you is telling you who you're not. <laughs> the television, the food, <laughs> the label that gives you. <laughs> yeah, the label that's on the door. You know, <laughs> with what you know, and you know the menus. I mean, there's the lighting. Um, you know, there's so much about it that that, is, that doesn't feel much like a healing center. But if you bring in music and you bring in uh, uh, an attitude of gratitude, if you bring in flowers, if you bring in joy, mm-hmm. if you and then you bring in sound, so now we have possibility, as opposed to uh, what do you call it, Michael, pathology? Right, possibility over pathology. Mm-hmm. And what's important about the music is music is vibration. Mm-hmm. And so if a person is inundating themselves with a the vibration mm-hmm. uh, that's high, higher mm-hmm. than the disease, the disease is vibrating at a very low level, and they can maintain that state, then you're looking at the possibility of, of, of healing or revealing the, an individual's real nature. So music is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're using music in the real meaning of the word, not the stuff people listen to on the radio. Um, the top 40 kind of thing. So we're talking about real music that has a, an intention behind it. The artist has an intention. Mm-hmm. The artist is connected. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are important. The melodies are important. Mm-hmm. All of that's very important, as she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if a person inundates themselves in that kind of sound frequency, then, the, then the, the kind of chemicals that start to move through your body, even, are much more tonic-oriented than toxic-oriented and allows for the immune system to even strengthen. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very powerful. I know at Agape, <coughs> our international spiritual center, um, people there heal all the time. They listen to the music, they hear the sermon, they're listening. So even so, we're talking about music, but we're also talking about, talking about sound. And I know that the sound, the what's behind Michael's voice when he's speaking, what. Everything that makes up a sermon that's coming from his mouth through his vocal cords with the intention of what his life is anchored in. And then you have the music that's there that's just filling the space with love. 
people learn how to let go without having to learn. Mm. You know, they are willing. They, they, they're sometimes ushered into a field that they didn't know, they didn't know they were going to go there. They, they were going to church. <laughs> they were going to their friend's church. <laughs> and then the music starts and they start crying. I'm crying. I don't know why. This music's making me cry. He's talking to me, you know. So before you know it, you know, it's like, oh, this is just what I needed to let go or to at least to see myself beyond this place where I could. And music, you know, what can I say? Music is, is, is awesome. It's the doorway. It is the doorway. You know, I know when I first came to Agape, uh, and I heard Michael get up and he said, good morning, I knew he knew something. And when he began to speak, my soul was just fed. I mean, I heard his voice and so much was requalified just by listening to, to his voice. And he has a similar story of when he heard my voice on a cassette tape the first mm-hmm. time and how he knew that voice. Absolutely. You know? Someone, she'd written a song with someone, and he uh, gave me the CD, the, the cassette, to listen to it. And I said, the song's okay, but who sang it? Because you could feel the pulse and the, the vibration moving through her voice. And uh, he thought she wouldn't be interested in coming, and I said, That's, you know... I know her destiny is what I said. I said, I know her destiny. There's healing in that voice. And that's what happens when people walk mm-hmm. into the field of agape. She's chanting. She's leading chants. And she's singing. Mm-hmm. And it's creating this really awesome field that people are walking into mm-hmm. uh, right from the very beginning of the service. And they'll cry because they start to unwittingly let go of the debris and of the lower uh, register of vibration, mm-hmm. the sadness, the worry, the fear starts mm-hmm. to be let go of through their tears, mm-hmm. and now they're available to a message. They're available to, to an impartation that will take them to another level of consciousness or another level of action in their life. Mm-hmm. But, but the field of music, I mean, we even use a gong at the beginning. I'll hit the gong three times after we've already chanted. And then there's another song after that before we even get to the practitioners that are going to do a formal prayer. The field has been established by practitioners holding the silence in meditation and by the musicians and Ricky chanting and just creating this this wonderful vibration. And before you know it, even some of the greatest skeptics are sitting there and their heart is open <laughs> before they before they could get it and close it back again. <laughs> They're like, oh something's happening to me. And uh, it's too late. <laughs> too late. Yeah. You got him. <laughs> uh, I'd be interested to hear you speak a bit about the multicultural aspect of your um, work and mm-hmm. music and of course uh, we've been to Agape and that was the most thrilling mm-hmm. part for us to be in such a multicultural environment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just in terms of sound. and. Yeah. Well, f- well, first I'd like to say that coming up in Charlotte, North Carolina in Atlanta, Georgia, that was where I was raised uh, as a child the radio was so diverse. So you could hear a whole lot of different kinds of music and even the school systems. Uh, well, at that time, the school system that I was a part of was well, all the school systems in the South were segregated at that time. And so the, the teachers were very intent on you knowing all kinds of music. So we would be singing Bach. We'd be singing uh, Negro spirituals. That's what they were called, Negro spirituals, uh, classics. And then we had the radio. So there was just so much that I heard that was diverse. I heard the Beatles. I heard James Brown. I heard Bach. I heard 
old, you know, wade in the waters, you know, gospel. And then I went to a Catholic church. I heard Gregorian chant. I heard nuns, all black nuns, singing Gregorian chant. You should hear that. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, so I had this wonderful opportunity. And then there was Sarah Vaughn and Nina Simone and Curtis Mayfield. I mean, the, the, just the, the field of music was awesome. I just, just so much. And so having all that, because all that's going into this little Ricky. You know, little Ricky is getting all of that, you know, and I'm loving it. And the thing that my soul came to do is responding to its chord, you know, and mine are more into the minor sevenths and major sevenths. And uh, and so I was just listening to all this music growing up. So when I began to write and and define what I saw through what I heard, what was in my library of sound, what came out was not just one type of song. And I had, fortunately, I had, against my wishes, I had great time to develop as a songwriter. And so I didn't get to Agape until, until later in life. And that's when I began to really write. And so the songs that were coming for me were songs that I was getting in dreams, songs that I would dream of, songs that Michael would come through and with a line of a song that's something that just kept recurring in his head. And just the whole relationship of writing with somebody else as opposed to writing by myself and having the full freedom to discover what was trying to emerge through the song as the song was a it, and still is a very fascinating adventure so our catalog of songs is is so wide i mean it's just it, i mean what i'm saying is like not the catalog the catalog is 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 a diverse style Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a diverse style. Yeah. It's like if you came to a concert of, of the Agape International Choir, which is 150 plus voices singing, you know, it, it, you'd hear songs that just don't sound like one style of music. It's not like a gospel choir. The style, you're going to get so much. So when you have a choir or you have a music in a church or a spiritual community that it's not just one thing, but it, it resonates on a lot of different levels. People come from all over the world, and it reminds them of a whole lot of things. <laughs> so an African's there, you know, somebody from Iraq is there, from Iran, Asian, whatever. Because the sound is not coming from one, one, one way. It's just coming from the vibration of, of the spirit, you know, that recognizes itself. And so um, I believe that because music is diverse that it calls, it, it helps all kinds of people to come into our sanctuary and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has, a, she has a, a, a facility that allows her to just catch music from the spheres. And so it's, it's inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about Wake Thou That Sleep. I know. <laughs> you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, I, I had a revelation, I'm thinking about in the beginning and think this um, Om Shanti um, there's so many songs and none of them sound alike they you know mm-hmm. they all have their own unique signature mm-hmm. that carries the vibration the frequency of healing and inspiration transformation mm-hmm. and it's it's you know being in it is one thing mm-hmm. when we actually put on a concert and then we can hear it through the ears of people who have never heard it before it's fantastic because mm-hmm. we hear it you know mm-hmm. we know it to a limited degree, mm-hmm. but then actually seeing somebody new sit there and hear a whole concert mm-hmm. of all kinds of different genres mm-hmm. singing, all kinds of different genres about inspiration, about love, about healing, about harmony. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And the community itself, 
reflects that kind of diversity that's in the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, you have Asians, Latinos, white, black, Jewish, Africans. <coughs> I remember in line one time, I was talking to a bunch of people who were waiting for me in line, and there was a number of people that I hugged, and all of them were born outside of the United States. So not only was it that we have a local diversity, but we have an international diversity. <laughs> yeah. People from Iraq and Iran and mm -hmm. Russia and Peru and Colombia and Mexico and mm -hmm. Canada and Australia. Mm -hmm. so, the, so the whole world is in our sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And I think the music, as Ricky was saying, speaks to all those parts of the world and all of those parts of the heart mm -hmm. that uh, really allows a person to discover the power and the confidence that is within them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tremendous. Yeah. It's amazing, too, because the, that's what I received when I was at your church, that this diversity, it just feeds your soul, and this is what we yearn for. You know, we don't want to be all blocked off into our little limited focus groups or fam mm -hmm. even our families. Mm -hmm. is, you know, even our tribe, our particular mm -hmm. tribe mm -hmm. is limiting. So what a great planet we live on that we can have this diversity. So I, I really applaud you guys. for. I think it's this next stage of our evolution. Because we've gone from, you know, the, tr the tribal situation to an awareness of individuals who carried cosmic consciousness, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus and mm -hmm. Buddha, Krishna, others. And so now that has to mirror community where we realize we have a global perspective where everyone on the planet is our brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Not just the person that has our same blood type or came from the same mother, mm -hmm. but everyone who comes from Mother Earth is our brother or our sister. Mm -hmm. So that consciousness matches the cosmic awareness mm -hmm. that we're all one. And partnership and collaboration now take the place of competition and rivalry, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. And music is the harmonizing force or the harmonizing power that brings all that together. Yeah. You put a bunch of people in a room they can't speak the same language, you put on a good song, they're all dancing together. <laughs> or give them all instruments. You give them all instruments yeah. and let them sing together or yeah. play together. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to. You can just bypass the language, bypass the beliefs, bypass the natural, the the, the um, national biases. Throw some good music or, or give them something to sing. Oneness, mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about um, how it it all continues to go back to the spiritual practice. Um, because sometimes in spiritual community, what I've seen is uh, an individual say, okay, I'm, come, I'm Vinta and Kapi, we want a church like that. We want all kinds of stuff going on, you know, or, um, or, or let's say that there's a church where there's just one kind of music happening, maybe just contemporary gospel, but there's a desire for to, to, to bring in other kinds of music. But it's, but the thing is, is that if you have an individual in either of those cases who is controlling and wants to have the sound be what it is, and it, it's a very subtle point, but it's a major one, as opposed to being open to whether the sound can go. You know, not watching somebody else's... It's okay to be inspired, but inspired to see just what it is, what is it that wants to be known through for, for this group of people, you know, then sometimes, you know, because it's, 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 it's a dance, you know, I've watched myself now, Agape has been around for, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary in November and we're in our 21st, 21st year, completing our 21st year, hey, you know, and now, 
some individuals are coming, especially one man in particular who's dynamic. And but he's got that holiness Pentecostal thing and he's got a new attitude about where he is in the world. He wrote a song about I'm you know, I'm walking with a new understanding. You know, and it's a fabulous thing to see somebody come in here from the holiness tradition who's singing about oneness. Okay. Now this person brings a strong vibration. He's a songwriter. He plays the B3 like nobody's business. He's a good person. He's got a big heart. And you're looking at this person. Now, a small person inside would be scared to death if they were the music director and were just in seeing the world through uh, their music and what they want to do. But then if you have a, a vision of God or, or good or harmony or harmonizing good, then it even helps a person who may go like, oh, wow, this is really going to change our sound. You know, this is something else. You know, the Gopi Choir is going to go another place with this person bringing in this individual and their gifts as a songwriter. I don't know if I'm making myself clear, but because I've been the chief composer at the church for so long and somebody's coming in with a with a power and a force. I'm going, and, you know, and something in me goes like. Yay! <laughs> you know, well, it's great because it just, it gives us so much more, you know, but we have to keep going to that place. Right. You That's know. the partnership and collaboration and extension in, in, in action and practice. Yeah. Talk about your both, you, how you write your songs together. I mean, that's an interesting, that your partner. Just to share a little bit about your about process, about your partnership, because we love the concept. Dean and I are partners. We've been together since 1968. Yeah. Wow. So we love the collaborative aspect, and, and it might be a challenge for some people. How does each person bring their own gifts to the common table, and, mm-hmm. and how much greater that can be? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, i got to say this. When we wrote our first song together, it was a great surprise to me. Uh, Michael had asked me to write a, I was at the church, I, I was uh, completing my first year there. And it was around the time of the season that some know as Thanksgiving. And he was, uh, he had asked me to write a song for Thanksgiving. And I just thought that was so bogey. Like, yeah, you know, people write songs Bogey. for things. It's corny. <laughs> huh? Corny. Yeah, corny. You know, it's like all my works, even before I came to Agape, were inspired. You know, I was inspired to, to write, not writing for hire or you know, a jingle, you know. So anyway, uh, so I was like, I don't do that. You know, I'm not doing it. So he said, okay. And he just let it go. And the next week I was vacuuming in, in my home and this melody came. I, I thank you. It was, I thank you. But I couldn't say what I was thankful for. And, my, and I, I didn't really know how to pray, pray. In those days, but I, this melody just kept, I thank you. And I knew he knew how to pray. So I called until I got his number and um, I called him at home at his home. He answered the phone and I said, look, can you give me some words? Because I knew he had poetry inside. I could hear it in, in his sermons. And he was my buddy by that time anyway. And so he said, give me a moment. And he said, let me go with it or something like that. And, and then he said, I thank you for being so real and touching me and letting me see what a beautiful world this world is. And I thank you. And I'm just writing. I'm going like, this guy's got talent. And I thank you for all that's revealed while you're touching me, while you're changing me, while you're changing me 
opening my time blinded eyes to see my glorious possibilities. So I just go to this thing and I'm just right. I'm going like, this guy is bad. Cause, and it was so fresh. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, wow, it's nothing's rhyming. You know, it's just, you know, just giving it. And, I, and so I said, you know, we almost we, we could finish this. And he came over and he did something when he came over that I didn't know it then. But that was this was the catch. Because we were both married to different people. But he came in with some food. (laughs) I think that's what I fell in love right there when he came in with food. He came in with the food, you know, and we finished writing this song that was about gratitude. You know, the writing of a song is a very sacred process for me. Mm -hmm. I've been invited to write with a lot of very well-known songwriters that I have declined. Uh, the opportunity. Maybe I would say yes now. I don't know. But when they asked, I, it was something that I just was not, I didn't want to be that intimate with those people. That's the, the word is very, it's intimate. Yeah, it, it, it was, it's, um, because when I write with someone, it's, um, it's, it's we, I allow them to step into my mind. And we get to, and I have to consider their point of view. I have to think about if they can take this or not. I have to share. I have to compromise. So it's a joy to write when we can write. It's it's a very strong creative process. But she drives it. I mean, I I feel more... um, I felt then, and I still feel the same, that I I just feel honored to be a part of the process. Because the the rhythms and the music that comes out of her is so powerful and so unique. Uh, Even without lyrics, it's just very... It's just out of this world. And, and a lot of it comes from out of this world. A lot of it comes from <laughs> dreams. And, um, you know, she'll dream, she'll dream the music. And, and, and then the next morning, be at the piano working on it. And so I'm just always, you know, she's helped me become a better songwriter. And one thing she said to me years ago, what she said earlier, she said, there's music in you. She said, there's, there's poetry in you. I can hear it. Mm-hmm. And that gave me permission. I used to write a lot of poetry, but I never thought about songs. Mm-hmm. So she gave me that permission to really think along those lines, along that line. So the collaboration is awesome, but it wouldn't be nothing without Ricky because of the, the energy, the, the, uh, the way the music rolls through her is just phenomenal. And there's a lot of songwriters at Agape, mm-hmm. you know, that we have a field of creativity. Mm-hmm. And so we know a lot of them, we see a lot of them work, but Ricky's different. Um, when she sings, she doesn't just sit down and decide, I'm just going to write a song. It's very, very true. It's, it's very inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the same when I'm speaking. It's that we have a very similar process mm-hmm. with the work that we do. <laughs> it's inspired. It's not drudgery. Or it's not, I'm going to sit here and, and write a song or wait till it comes, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's really something that has to move you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've watched her do it for years. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. <laughs> And it just comes from that zero-point energy, that feel of infinite possibility. It comes from God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so to work together is a sweet dance, <laughs> you know, sweet mm-hmm. dance. I remember uh, The Land of I Am, a very powerful song. I remember her going through some interchanges around that time in her mm-hmm. own life and then birthing this rhythm about The Land of I Am and all of the answers to your pain are within you. And this was, she was actually ministering to herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we got together and, and, and fleshed out the rest of the song but it was just a, a process watching it. Now, I could say I've gotten used to it, but you really don't get used to that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's like you get used to it in the sense that 
it's there, mm. but the process is always fresh. You know, it's not like, oh, there goes another song coming out of her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> it's still happening. It's like. Mm. Old Faithful is still gushing. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody, you know, somebody told me the other day, they was like, well, we heard you weren't writing music anymore. I'm going yeah. like, where'd you hear that from? Yeah. I just wrote three last week. <laughs> somebody came up to us and said that. He says, we're standing up writing music anymore. I said, what? <laughs> so what you're talking about is the creative process yeah. and yeah. that by opening yourself spiritually, you are becoming channels. Yes. So if you yes. want to just talk about, I mean, that's what you're doing. Well, my journey to agape, like when I, when I met Michael, I met my teacher. So, and even though he's my husband, he's my, my best friend, he's my buddy, my lover, my, I, I'm my boyfriend, <laughs> you know, he's my teacher. And Michael taught me how to love myself. He taught me how to love God and how to, um, how to heal. You know, when I met this person, there was a lot that I was carrying, and I wasn't even aware of how much I was carrying. I just knew that I was unhappy. You know, but in my healing, the songs revealed the truth of who I was. And so I, I was a good student. I still am a good student. And I will go to my spiritual practice when I'm falling apart. Now, a better student just goes to the spiritual practice. <laughs> 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 but, that's, that's why they call it practice. You know, and I do. Practice I do. I, you're not falling apart. <laughs> when you are falling apart, you can. Uh, you get I, some residual. <laughs> what, what I find is that what I found through the years, and, and it's still true today, is that um, the songs that 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 come through, whether we're collaborating or whether whether they're songs that I write alone or that I write with somebody else, they're all about what what I've discovered, what I know what I know to be true, what, what, or what wants to be known. Sometimes I don't even know, you know, and I'm writing to know. But I know that if I can start, that the art will reveal what, I, what needs to shift in my heart so that I can heal through whatever it is that's facing me. And I think that is a very, um, uh, one of the things that is most wonderful about life is that it's not this thing that is just even and you hit a plateau where you don't have any bumps. Or nothing. You just, you know, you got the secret, and from now on, you know, it's on cruise control. Like it's <laughs> not, you know, like Michael says, and you're not, you live in this life of where you're anti-bored until you die, you know. But it's like life is, is full of opportunities to discover more art, you know, more truth, more of the face of of joy, of of what is one, and so the songs reveal what I'm learning also, or what needs to be known. And maybe it's not what what it's for me personally, maybe what I'm writing for is for what you need to know. You know, so I dream for the collective <laughs> and I, and, and, and it comes through. It's a powerful statement. Yeah. I dream for the collective. That's good. Thank you for listening to our soundings podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this program to learn more about our music, guided meditations and videos. Please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. Peace through music blessings.